words. And my mother read to me so much as a child. I can remember being the happiest kid in the world when I was sitting beside my mother, her reading book after book after book, night after night after night. And my mother's voice has now become my writing voice. And I can hear her read to me, to the little boy in me, as I write these books. So that speaks to the aspect of creating or giving. What about the aspect of receiving, if you will? What about listening to a book as opposed to reading one? You know, I learned to read according to my mother's rhythms. I hear a southern accent uh, whenever I read a book. And in the receiving is my mother read beautifully, and she read with emotion, and she read with passion, and she read... I now look back on it as it was almost like being in a play because my mother would act out the parts uh, for every time I would sit beside her, my sister on the other side of her. She would act the parts out. She would change her voice, change her inflection, change her, even her accent to what she thought the character would sound like. So it was like performance art. And I not only took it in because I loved my mother— I took it in because I loved the pleasure it gave her. You write in my reading life that the four most powerful words in the English language are, tell me a story. Can you expand on that a little more? Tell me a story, to me, are still the four most beautiful words in our language. I remember my grandfather, I would ask him those words, tell me a story, granddaddy. And he would tell me one. And in the South, and especially the rural South, that telling of stories on porches, that passing down of oral history by telling stories is still, I think, one of the reasons the South retains its love of story, retains the mystery of story. And I don't know if any Southerner does not love to exchange tales, tall tales, anything that we heard when we were kids, anything we heard growing up. And I think the words tell me a story has formed the entire basis of my art. Are you an audiobook listener yourself? What are some of your favorites? This is my wife, Cassandra King, the novelist, got me into listening to books on tape. She's a fanatic. And it's funny, uh, she hates to spend money, so I didn't know she could get them from the library. So she checks them out of the library and she plays them every time we go on a trip. And what hooked me on this art form, and I think it is an art form, uh, not one that I'm gifted in, but an art form nevertheless, somebody was reading A Movable Feast, a book I had loved in college. And I heard that on tape in all the magic of language, of story, of writing, came back to me in the most immediate way I can tell you. You know, and later I got Moby Dick, and then later I got War and Peace. Now I'm completely hooked on it, and here's what I think it's done in America. I think Books on Tape has brought back the oral tradition I was talking about that has almost faded out of America. I think it has brought back storytelling that we can listen to learn from, enjoy, and some of these readers are fabulous. And I don't know their names. I have no idea who some of them are. 
but God, their voices, their acting ability. Uh, Frank Mueller did several of mine, and they were just phenomenal. And the acting that goes on in these books on tape, I think is some of the best acting that's going on in the country right now. Audible hopes that you've enjoyed this presentation. Be sure to check out the rest of Pat Conroy's books available on audible.com.